Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Well, as always, we're very happy to have Francis Ball back in our studio with us today to fellowship more about these wonderful messages from the book of Genesis. Welcome back, Francis. Thank you very much. Today, Francis, we are going to pick up part two of a message entitled The Seed and the Land for the Fulfillment of God's Purpose. We saw previously that Abraham was called by God out of his land and out of his kindred, his family, and into a new land that God might fulfill his eternal purpose. What are the main aspects, Francis, of this purpose that God began with his calling of Abraham? Well, I think we have to go back to the very beginning when God decided to create man and renew our realization of what God's purpose is. When God was creating, when he got to the matter of creating man, you remember he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So uh, the purpose of God is indicated by that verse from the very beginning, that God would be expressed and God would be represented in man. So he made him in his image, that is God made him, man in his own image to express him and gave him a certain dominion, which is uh, the indication there is a kingdom. God's intention from the beginning was to be expressed and to be represented. But we all know that man fell drastically, even to the point that, as we saw previously, God gave up on man, even to destroy him from the face of the earth. Mm. But you remember Noah And that brought us to another stage. But even there was failure with that. But God would not give up. Even though when he came to Abraham, Abraham was living in a sinful, fallen environment and situation. But nevertheless, God would have his way. God would fulfill his purpose. So now he called out Abraham. And he promised to make Abraham the source of a seed that would cover the earth and that would again express God and represent God. I just repeat, God's purpose is that man might express God and that man might rule for God so that God through man would be expressed and would have a kingdom. So this is why 
God called Abraham out of his land and brought him in to the land that he promised him. This is the story of our living. We are in a fallen situation. In the old creation, in the fall of man, God calls us out to bring us into a place where he's chosen. So I think we'll see today how this really works out. God has called Abraham out of his land and away from his kindred and away from the things that he was surrounded with and brought him into a good land to bring forth something that would satisfy God's desire and God's purpose. I'm looking forward to it, Francis. Let's join Witness Lee with our second life study on the seed and the land for the fulfillment of God's purpose. To fulfill God's purpose, we need Christ. And this is why Paul told us, firstly, Christ was revealed into him. And secondly, Christ was living in him. And thirdly, Christ was formed in him. And fourthly, was that he lived Christ. For him to live was Christ. He lived Christ. You have to listen to this. Paul as Saul of Tarsus. He picked up a lot in his religious Jewish Damascus. God said, no. No, Saul. Even your name has to be uh, forgotten. You just <laughs> forget about all those things. All those things are just D-O-N-G. Dog food. Trash. Garbage. You just have to put them aside. Those things could never bring forth Christ. Only the thing that I am working to you will bring forth Christ. And what is the thing that I'm working into? That is my grace. My grace. My grace. Eventually, Paul told us that he was laboring, working more than all the apostles. He said, it was not he. It was not he, but the grace of God. Amen. Here, I must say a little word about the difference between the grace and the blessing. What Christians today consider as grace, really is not grace. The most is just a blessing. And what is blessing? Blessing is just prosperity. Prosperity including some kind of benefit, some can bounty, benefit, bounty, in prosperity. I tell you, this is blessing. Most of the Christians would say, Oh, how gracious God is to us. But I tell you, this is still not up to the standard of grace in the Bible. The grace in the Bible is nothing less than God himself. It's nothing lower than God himself. <clears throat> the grace in the Bible is just God himself coming into you to be your enjoyment. The law was given through Moses, but grace came 
with Jesus Christ. The word became flesh, full of what? Grace. And out of him we all have received grace upon grace. You know, in these three days, nearly every morning, in my early waking up, the Lord called me. I'm not boasting. Just tell you a little secret. <laughs> Day before yesterday, the Lord called me and pointed out to me, look, not in one of the New Testament books, it ends with the word blessing. Blessing be with you. Blessing be with your spirit. You read, I tell you, nearly every epistle ends with this, what? With this word, grace be with you. To say, blessing be with you, means what? That you will have a good car, you will have a good job, you will have the third promotion. Our Bible doesn't say this. The New Testament always says what? Francis, this is an interesting portion, though it may not be that popular, by contrasting blessing and grace. Most of us have confused these two terms over the years, and I guess we have been very guilty of seeking God's blessing above his grace. Yet grace is really much more crucial to God's purpose than blessing, isn't it? Yes, I would say definitely God's grace is really more crucial to God's purpose. But we Christians, we're really too much in the objective and the self-centered realm. When we pray, we're seeking God's blessing. And what we mean by blessing, we mean that he will give us what we ask. And we have a lot of verses we like to claim that seem to indicate this. So even when we say blessing at the meal, we're just saying that we want God's blessing so our health can be maintained. Or we pray about our job. Or we pray about this and about that, our education, our children, All of these things are just the outward things. Surely they're wonderful. We all like to have God's blessing. But God's blessing, as uh, Witness Lee pointed out, is just for our existence. It's not for really accomplishing God's purpose. In the light of God's purpose, all these blessings mean nothing without God's grace. But I think we have to say, all of us, more or less, have missed the distinction between these two. I've talked to a lot of Christians. I think we all, including myself, have had the view that what we really need is God's blessing. But, as we saw, God didn't just come full of blessing. God came full of grace. Christ came into this world full of grace. Grace, actually by the proper definition, means God enjoyed by us. So we see the seed that God promised to Abraham really eventually is Christ himself. And that means that God's intention is to give Christ to us. 
and Christ is grace to us. I really appreciate this distinction, and you know it's changed already my thought about how I pray, what I expect from God. I'm so thankful He does take care of my existence, but I'm more thankful that I can enjoy Him as grace for the fulfilling of His purpose. I think we're all getting our minds very much renewed along this line. Thank you, Francis. Let's rejoin Witness Lee and look more as he continues on the contrast between grace and blessing. Now, I would say, what is grace for? No doubt. Grace is for the fulfillment of God's purpose. We need God's blessing to exist. If God wouldn't bless us, we lose our job. If God wouldn't bless us, we lose our health. If God wouldn't bless us, we would even lose our physical life. No doubt, I am fully under God's blessing. I'm still living. I'm still so strong. I am under God's blessing. God's blessing is for me to exist. But (laughs) just to exist is vanity. Of vanities. For such an old man to exist, just vanity of vanities. Mostly in the Old Testament, what was there is blessing. But in the New Testament, right away, right away, the physical blessings became the spiritual blessings. God in Christ has given us the spiritual blessings. Then, at the end of the same book, the spiritual blessings are just grace. Grace be with you. The last verse of the Holy Bible. What the last verse? The last verse. Listen to this. The last verse of the Bible say. Grace. Do you like it? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Paul's blessing is in another category. The grace of Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. The grace, the blessings are just for us to exist. But grace is for us what? It's for us to fulfill God's purpose. And God's purpose, firstly, needs what? Needs Christ to be the seed. Who can bring forth Christ? How could we bring forth Christ? No other way. What we have, what we can do, what we will do, I tell you, never comes. Only that which God works into us comes. Only what God works in you can bring forth the seed which is Christ. This is not a new car. This is not a new home. This is not a kind of education degree. No, this is Christ. 
Well, Francis, we do need God's blessing. That's clear. Because without it, we'd lose our existence. A new car, a nice house could be a blessing. But what does Witness Lee mean when he says that these things could also be a vanity? Because they just occupy our attention without any thought of God's purpose. The Lord Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. But we say, without him, we can do a lot of things. But we do depend on his blessing us outwardly for us to do those things. But too much of the time, we don't have any thought. What we need is Christ as grace for us to live him so that he can be expressed and stay with God's purpose. Let's return to Witness Lee and the conclusion of today's life study. But poor religion, they only care for what? Blessing. In the New Testament age, they still live in the Old Testament dispensation. They are still for what? The blessing. They are not for the grace. We need the grace. We need the grace. We need God to come in to say, look, what you have, it doesn't count. What you can, it doesn't count. What you will do, it doesn't count. I will do something into you. That will bring forth a seed. Do you believe in this? If you do, this kind of believing is praise to God. It is not the faith that you believe in God in doing so many things for you to exist. Forget about that. It is the faith that you believe in God that He is now working Himself into you Amen. to bring forth the unique seed that is Christ. Amen. This is what is needed for the fulfillment of God's purpose. Amen. Now, the second, what? The land. Now, what is the land? Listen to this. Number one, the land is for God's people to live in. Number two, the land is for God's people to live on. Number three, the land is for God to defeat all his enemies that God may have a sphere to exercise his authority. That is the kingdom. In other words, you may say, number three, the land is the place for God to slaughter all his enemies. Then number four, the place is for God to have a kingdom. Then number five, the place is for God to have his dwelling place. To express himself. Five points. For his people to live in, for his people to live on, for God to defeat, to slaughter all his enemies, and for God to have his kingdom, and for God to have a dwelling place. To express himself. Eventually, there was the kingdom of God established on the earth and the temple built on the earth to be God's habitation. And we saw the glory of God manifest there. And that was a miniature of the fulfillment of God's purpose. Could you see this? Now, who or what is this land today? No doubt, this is also Christ. 
Christ is our good land. In whom we are living. We are living in, in whom? Today we are living in Christ. And we are living on Christ. Where could we start all the enemies? In Christ. In Christ. Christ is the very place where we slaughter our Gedalimer and all the other kings. And Christ is the kingdom of God and Christ is also the place where God's dwelling place is built. And eventually, who is this Christ? The church. This is the enlarged Christ. Right? This is the expanded and expanding Christ. Amen. This is the body of Christ. You don't need to pay that much attention for your existence. Your father knows what you need. Amen. Let him take care of you. He would never leave you alone. He would never forsake you. And don't count what you have. Don't count what you can do. I would say what you have is Eleazar, and what you can do maybe just Ishmael. Eleazar was what Abraham had, and Ishmael was what Abraham could do. All this didn't count. For the fulfillment of God's purpose, all this didn't count. What you have, what you can do, all just don't count. It has to be the God Himself. After a certain time that you become really nothing, then He will work Himself into you. And that part will bring Christ at the seed. And that part will bring you into the land, Christ. The seed as Christ is in you. And the land as Christ is for you to be in Him. The seed is that Christ lives in you. The land is that you live in Christ. Amen. Christ in you is the seed, and the Christ in whom you are is the land. Francis, in this final portion today, Witness Lee has mentioned that Christ is the land for us to live in, to live on and the place for God to slaughter all his enemies and for God to have a kingdom and a dwelling place. I have to ask you, how can this be? How can Christ, our Savior, be such a land to us, even such a place to us? Well, we certainly have to see that Christ here as this land and even as the seed is something more than the physical Jesus that lived on the earth. He certainly was the Christ here as an individual. But for him to be our land, my, that expresses something far more than just remembering how he was on this earth 2,000 years ago. But today, it's been made perfectly clear that this Christ is enlarged. It's not only that Christ is the individual Jesus that lived on the earth, but now, through his death and resurrection, he's been enlarged. And this enlargement is the church. So Christ is really the church. Even 1 Corinthians 12 says so. The church is Christ. 
So I would just say that our way of living on this land, living in this land, and really expressing God's authority in this land, it is for us to live Christ in the church life. This church, the body of Christ, is the full expression of the enlarged Christ. And certainly that's represented and typified by the good land into which Abraham was called. Francis, there was... uh much help in today's life study and also in your fellowship. Again, thank you, Francis, for the fellowship. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee, as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry, or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.